Hey guys, on this one, we are going to dive into the LinkedIn ads audience. So the targeting filters that we're going to use to create LinkedIn ads. Um, I'm going to quickly run through what that looks like, what you're going to probably use and not use, um, and some of the benefits of that. So the cool thing about this is the targeting capabilities is probably one of the reasons that most people really like LinkedIn ads, uh, especially compared to like Facebook, um, where you know you can sort of get them by um, position title, but they have, I mean, they're super, super limited. Like with Facebook ads, it's more about interests. Um, so you have a loose demographic um, and then you can put together some kind of interest groups that make them likely to be the kind of person you're wanting to reach out to. And then you try to let its algorithm do the rest. With LinkedIn, because it's you know the world's largest um, professional platform, the world's largest professional database, they know exactly who these people are, what position they had, what companies they've worked with, what size the company is. So the ability to more precisely target someone um, is one of the top three reasons why LinkedIn ads are so effective. Um, and also why the cost per clicks, cost per leads are more expensive uh, because it costs a little bit to um, to have that capability and to um, kind of have the quality of traffic improve. So let's just run through it. When you are going to create an ad, um, after you um, get in there initially, one of the first things is location. So this is pretty self-explanatory. You have, um, you can choose countries, uh, states, cities, uh, even areas like the Bay Area, um, which includes a, a range of different, you know, counties um, within that. And then you can do exclusions. Um, and this is, this is obviously the, the very basic, you know, you just want to pick not just where you're open to selling to, but where you do best at. So, you know, we've, we've sold our services to probably people in about, I don't know, 30, 35 different countries, but we notably do a lot better um, in the United States and Canada. Uh, so when we have calls with people here locally in the United States and Canada, United Kingdom's pretty good for us too in Australia. But if we had to prioritize, um, you know, it's not about who you, all you can serve and all the different vast amounts of people that could possibly benefit, you really want to narrow in on where you have the biggest impact or the biggest advantage. Um, and then you can create exclusion groups uh, with locations as well. So you could say, you know, I want to go uh, California, but not, you know, these three cities uh, within California. So you, you do have that ability to customize as well, which is nice. Um, the next is language, which most people don't really think about this. Um, but if you're global or international, this could be really important because even though you're open to running ads and targeting people in France or Germany, you know, unless you want a different ad campaign and creative for each language that you're going to put this out in, you want to target, you know, most likely English speaking um, <laughs> prospects in France or Italy or Germany. Um, and so it lets you do that. And we've had, you know, uh, people that actually do segment by language and have a different campaign targeting different language um, in each of these countries. And so that's just one of the simple things that you can do that most people probably aren't going to have to touch. Um, after location and after language, 
um, it, you get into two different kinds of main filters. So the two main filters when you're building these audiences are um, the tar- audiences and audience attributes. So the audiences are like what audiences that you get either import, build, bring to the equation yourself, or their audiences that are being created by things that you set up beforehand. So like when we walked through setting up conversions, setting up custom audiences, web tracking the website visitors, visitors of a particular page, lead gen form opens, uh, video views, all of those things are like custom audiences, uh, which you could then in this audiences section, uh, plug in and use for targeting. So this is mostly used for retargeting. Um, so if you were going to grab website visitors, um, this is where you would grab it under audiences. The next one is audience attributes. And this is where um, you'll actually be building uh, the cold audiences from. Now, under audience attributes, there's a couple of main sections. So there's going to be company, demographics, education, uh, job experience, and then interests and traits. So I'm going to run through each of those. And uh, let's start with company filters. So the first one is company. And there's a, there's a couple in here. The main ones that you're, you're going to use is industry and company size. Um, hardly, rarely anyone ever uses the other ones like growth rate, um, follower of. So you could select you know just targeting your company page followers um, with ads. And usually that would be like, if you really want to boost engagement, even if you have 20,000 followers publishing a post, you can't guarantee that all of your followers are going to see that post. You know, it's not guaranteed delivery to every single one of your company page followers. So actually running ads or boosting, sponsoring your company page posts and paying a little extra to ensure delivery um, it's not a bad idea if, if that's something that you really want to focus on. Um, it could also be uh, company connections, um, category. So they have like different like Fortune 500 or uh, some like 1,000, 5,000 lists. Um, but for the most part, the industry and the company size are the two that everyone uh, ends up using. So industry, everyone usually has a pretty good idea of what industry um or industries you're open to serving. This would be like marketing and advertising, financial services, legal services, oil and gas. Um, and then company size, they have some nice little break, breakdowns. It would be you know, solopreneur, one to 10, 10 to 50, 50 to 200, 500 to 1,000, uh, 10,000 plus. Um, and again, it's it's not about, well, you know, I could, I could sell to anyone who uses a CRM. And without, you know, without question, every single client I've ever worked with, there's a sweet spot. There's, there's people, you know, sure you could, you should, you could have some clients that are solopreneurs and you could have a client that has 10,000 plus, but if you have a finite amount of ad spend, almost always, there is a group that you do better with. There's a group that is more likely to respond to your ads, more likely to be motivated to purchase or have less friction um, to actually purchasing. And it would be behoove you to not go after that group um, and narrow down on that versus just saying, hey, you know, I'll go from one to 10,000. Let's just, let's just do it. Um, you really want to, you really want to 
know know yourself, know your company, know where you can uh, leverage it for the best. So those are the two from company filters, pretty simple. The next one's demographics. Um, and for demographics, it's just age and gender. And I would say 99% of people that I've worked with don't use um, this filter. The and uh, the age one, I would I would recommend not using it. Um, the main reason is that from everything I've read, it's based on the graduation dates of like high school and college, and so it's not completely accurate. Um, or you know, if they don't have that kind of education listed, then you know, there's prospects that you probably want to be advertising to that are going to get mislabeled or not put in there. So I would just probably stay away from using that at this point. Um, and I very, very rarely come across anyone who's actually targeting by gender. Um, we actually did for a while um, and we go on and off, um, especially before our website rebrand. Um, just from my own Google ads data, I could clearly tell that we did better with men uh, versus women. So I actually got more bang for my buck um, with my marketing dollars when I owned that and just advertised to male founders. Um, it just, you know, it was just scientifically proven with our data that our message, our brand, our website, um, our vibe, I guess, resonated more with male founder owners, CMOs, um, versus women. I think, you know, our old website was kind of clunky. It was a more scrappy startup look. And I think, um, well, I'm not going to, uh, stereotype here or dig myself into a ditch, uh, contemplating all the different ways that men and women are different, but they clearly are. And that is something that you can look at and decide if your service, um, your brand resonates more with one gender versus the other, um, and market accordingly. Uh, if, if you would like <laughs> really almost went down a, a bad path there. So we'll, we'll try to get back on track here, guys. Um, the next one is job experience. So after company with company being, um, industry and company size, those two main filters, the next one that is contains the, the most filters that you'll probably be likely to use would be job experience. Um, so these ones would be things like job function, job seniority, uh, job title, member skills, and years of experience. So, and it's important to point out that you can't, you have to choose between using either job, um, position title. So you can use position title or you can use function plus seniority. So you could say, you know, director level and above seniority in the marketing function. So you, you could do that, or you could list out, you could go position titles and you could list out, you know, VP of marketing, director of marketing, CMO, and you could go the position title route. Um, Generally, I like to go function plus seniority because it gives you a broader range of job titles um, included in that search that you might overlook uh, if you're just trying to build a list of, uh, of job titles. Um, let's see. So also within job experience would be um, other than the job title seniority function is member skills. So a lot of times they might have certifications or listed skills um, that would help identify them as the kind of prospect. So it might be, you know, a marketer 
with certain skills that let you know like what industry they're in or where they, you know, where their strengths lie. Um, or if you're, I don't know, in architecture, um, you're targeting architecture industry, there might be some skills or in construction, um, like flooring, you know, that would allow you to pinpoint them more specifically, um, more so than just, you know, job title. Uh, but those are the main ones for job title. Um, and that combined with, again, industry and company size is usually where a lot of a lot of the laser-like targeting comes from. Because for us, like we do really well with marketing agencies. So we target marketing agencies, usually in the US and in Canada, occasionally UK and Australia. Um, we'll target usually size 10 to 200. We do really well with the small to medium-sized um, companies. And then I'll even go in and do like interests. Oh, this is the next one. I'll go into interests and I'll say, you know, I want those marketers that actually show an interest in things like retargeting or marketing automation or um, sales software. Um, or if I'm targeting, you know, financial advisors, which we do really well with, or real estate agents, I actually want those real estate agents or financial advisors that show an interest in marketing automation because those make for way better prospects than just, you know, a financial advisor that's more old school um, who maybe doesn't gravitate towards that kind of um, style of marketing or just, you know, doesn't understand it and isn't comfortable with it. So those are good tells. And that gives us uh, a good segue into this last one, which is interests and traits. So this one's kind of cool. Um, it's a bit like Facebook. So on Facebook, you do have, you know, they follow this, they're interested in this. Um, but because you can combine it with all those filters that I just mentioned, um, it makes it really nice and you can, you know, slice and dice this a little better. So for example, um, like I said, the financial advisors who are interest show an interest in marketing automation. Um, some of the other cool traits and interests in here that you can, um, that you can find would be job seekers. Um, so if you're, if you're, I don't know, looking for, if you're a staffing or recruiting agency, or you're looking uh, for internal hires, you can actually run ads um, for job seekers, or you sell a resume writing service or, you know, something like that. Like it's B2C. You can also slice by job hopper, um, active on LinkedIn, open to education, recently switched jobs, open to relocation, recently promoted. So there's some human identifiers, you know, they recently were promoted or they're, um, I mean, that's a really good one. Uh, and I think the looking for jobs um, or opened opportunities is a, is a really good one too. Like um, I could see a lot of different use cases where that would be uh, a great way to identify a, a better target, um, you know, with the other filters. Um, and then the other one is, um, product or general interest. So the general interests would be, you know, they're interested in leadership and marketing and sales. Um, and then the product interest would be like, um, marketing automation, sales software, um, direct mail, um, B2B marketing. So it's very like inside those little, um, niches, um, what things they gravitate towards. And I guess the way that they, that LinkedIn identifies these people is by the content that they most, um, interact with. So, you know, you have a, a, again, like a financial advisor, he's on LinkedIn and he's, 
liking, commenting, sharing a lot of marketing automation posts, you know, that's how they flag him as being interested in marketing automation. And so when your ad comes on their feed for something, you know, that kind of looks and feels like that, you have a better chance of them resonating with that because you've identified, you know, that they are kind of interested in similar things. Um, so that's, that's kind of nice. So that is actually, oh, so other than that, you can then build exclusion lists, um, either importing and using those audiences uh, that we also use for retargeting. You can use those same ones for exclusion, or you can um, exclude by you know all those same filters, exclude by job title, industry, company size, um, and all of those good things uh, in order to create a really nice list um, or target group to go after. There's some other nuances here and some ways you can slice and dice this that are a little more advanced, but this is just the basics. I mean, most people, they, they go after the geography, the company size, the industry, and then they'll go function and seniority. Um, and then they'll look at, you know, what interests, uh, might be relevant. And, and then depending on the, the size of that group, um, you know, you can either expand it or narrow it down even more. I mean, if you have a million people in your target audience, you might want to drill down a bit more, get something, you know, closer to a hundred thousand. Uh, if you have half a million, you'd probably want to drill down. If you have a group that's 10,000, I'd look at expanding that unless 10,000 is your whole, you know, addressable market. Um, and then all you can do is really hammer that group. If you're really confident that, you know, you have them nailed down, um, so that is targeting in a nutshell. It's not that scary, but it is really nice what you can do on LinkedIn um, in order to identify your target market. So the next thing we're going to do after this, um, we're going to do like a bidding basics. Um, we're just going to breeze through that. And then after that would be actually inputting the elements of the ad and uh, launching it. So we're really close to that. And then if you stay tuned, you stay with it, we're going to get into like actual advanced strategies um, of marketing and whatnot. So it, could get a little more fun.